I think that's a great idea. For you to look around the, the outer perimeter of this cavern a bit. Because I mentioned there are some other hallways or cavern passages leading off in different directions. Some with water coming down into this pool. Others with water trickling uh, down from it. But there are actually a couple with no water at all. Just like kind of a, a dry crack in the rocks that seems to be a hall or a, a crevice that you, you could go back quite a ways. Some of these are shallow water. Some of them are like running out at a firmly rapid rate. There's sort of an equilibrium here. So you've got a couple of streams being in and a couple of streams feeding out. But you do see a couple of crosses where it's dry, perhaps negotiable on foot, maybe even leads to the surface. So I feel like Halford runs to the first dry one and, you know, shines the torch up to see what he can see. And he just yells back because he's, I they were saying while you were away that he's like, it's like he snorted four lines of Coke. Like he's vibrating. Like he's just, he's fucking cranked and ready to go. So he just yells, grab the torches. We must go this way. We must find the creature. And he's just like, are, are waiting you the at the, guys, the mouth you going of the with thing. It? You're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, Hodorafen's definitely going with him. Do you grab any of the other torches? <laughs> yeah, I'll grab one. How many torches okay, so are left then? The widest crevasse. So there was four that I put out. Yep. No, there was five that I put out. You got six oh, one still in the pro kit. Okay. So there's one unlit. I have one. Jesse has one. So there's at least two more. If you want to leave the one in the door and grab another one. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um, so when you guys come up, he's like, you know, he, he, he shines the torch and you see the shadows come up, the flame and everything. And he says, um, do we take this way or should we follow the water? It lives in the water. Yes. Um. Hadarafen will um, get down onto his knees and draw like a crude circle with like kind of, you know, uh, like, like a compass almost. And then he will pluck out one of his beard hairs, place it down, and then kind of close his eyes and say, uh, Jal, please allow us to uh, guide us and uh, assist us in in finding this beast, so that we may flow its blood down the river and uh, and feed uh, Litna's fields. And I I'm gonna attempt to use my uh, my divining to see if the gods mm. can point us in the most optimal direction, so that we may further or uh, swiffen this creature's death. All right. Uh, you're also based on Psyche, right? Yes. All right. So this would be a Psyche roll. Add your divining. Uh, uh, uh. That's a Yeah, six just roll as high as you can. Let me know. Eight. That's an eight. Nice. And physically, what are you doing? Hot? Uh, so right now I'm kind of on my knees and I've created like a crude compass in like like a drawing of it in like the in like the dirt or you know grime or whatever there is in this area 
in hopes that uh, that the the hunting god will will point us in the right direction. Okay, your the compass that you've drawn one experience point for you. The compass that you've drawn on the ground begins glowing with a slight golden glittery energy. And in the dead center of it, which you take to be the center of the lake, there is a a black uh, moving blob, which you take to be the creature. Um, It's telling you that the creature is at the bottom and in the center of the lake. But you also notice something interesting. This This is the and. Down further, the the crevasse that that Halfred had pointed out, there is a little pink. It feels like a flower. It's just a little pink light, but to you, it, inside, it feels like a flower, like growing up through the through the rock. Mm. And then the vision is over. The black thing in the center, it's blacker than black. It's it's darker than the space between the stars. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a darkness not of this world. Mm. Yes, the uh, so say the the beast of Faden is is still uh, slumbering within the pool at the bottom. However, Jal has pointed me to I believe there is a uh, a a flower of nature of uh, of Litna that will hopefully uh, assist us in this task. And uh, and he'll kind of nod and he goes. Halfred, you have uh, led us in the right way. And let us go. And he starts to run. <laughs> okay, grace rolls from everybody. Just beat a two. Uh, this gets rather narrow and craggy at times. Two. Oh my god, I rolled two ones. <laughs> <laughs> I have athletics. I rolled two twos. Oh good, you can add that. Did, uh, okay, Hawk, do you have any skills that you could add? Athletics or anything like that? I got nothing. Religion? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hot. I, walking uh, on water. Just kidding. I I don't have a copy of your character sheet handy, but you have you have dropped or lost an item, and it's a high value item. I just rolled six. Oh. What did you drop? Um, I believe that will probably be. Let's see. I have two things that he could lose. That would be devastating for him. All right. It is. So he has two pouches on him and one of them falls into the water. It's his pouch of uh, Amanita, which is a um, psychoactive mushroom fungus that he uses in a lot of his uh, divination rituals. Okay, so it's like a medicine pouch kind of a thing. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, you know, you don't even you don't even notice it when it happens. It's not until later you realize what where did my pouch go? Yeah, you don't even know where it where it fell off, but it fell off. Uh, you'll probably notice it later when he tries to use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys move for maybe twenty minutes. Yeah, a pretty good clip, but at times you have to crawl, and at times turn sideways, wedge yourself through, or take off some your backpack or, you know, in order to fit through the narrow crevasse, you mm-hmm. do end up, uh, you do end up in, in another open grotto, not quite as large as the previous one. It's very uh, nice. It's still in here. There's sort of a, a greenish light that's coming from phosphorescent moss around the walls of the grotto. And at the far end of the grotto, you see 
three little people. They kind of like people. They're humanoid. They're like four feet tall. They're standing in the water at the edge of the shore and uh, like talking to each other and crouched over like they're looking for fish. They're covered in uh, golden brown hair. You can't see their features too well, but some sort of primitive humanoid. I think Halford just yells, where does the creature reside? Where is the creature? <laughs> uh, okay, so the three little creatures look up in your direction. They're startled by the, your voice, and uh, they run out of the water and into a cave. They make noises, verbal noises to each other. You don't recognize the language, but they do speak to each other, and, and uh, they're basically saying, you know, what was that? Get out of the water. Go to the cave, right? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, That's yeah. They hurry up and get out of the water and run to the cave making noises. You scared them. Yeah, I don't think I chase them down, but uh, could, mm, can I make an, I mean, is it an awareness to like take in the room or just like what, what do we see in the room? Do I need to make a roll or? Uh, it is a another large grotto fed by a couple streams coming in and, and one larger one that sort of meanders out at a, at a medium rate. Um, and there are little silver fish in here. Uh, so the water is cleaner in here. Mm. It's not that dirty brown color that it was closer to the, the evil thing. Mm. Now it's like pretty clear water and you can see little fish darting around. It's probably what these guys eat. A little bit of, a little bit of natu- nature, natural life, you know, fish and moss. This is something that you know, Hot Robin, if you were to do a spell right now, I won't make you, but if you were to do a spell right now, you would feel back in your element. This is this is life, earthly life, flourishing in a cold, dark environment. Um, I, I think... It's very still, except for the occasional trickling noise. Yeah, I mean, I think Halford keeps moving forward. He's looking for, you know, Hot, Hot said we were going in the right direction, so he's looking for you know, the next opening, you know, or, you know, are we still moving on the right track? Like he's looking for a way forward. Uh, there are a couple other openings around the side of this grotto, but the largest one is the one these little people went into on the other side. And you could probably make it around on foot. It would take a grace roll or you could swim across. Uh, I have a, I have a question. Do these people strike a uh, strike anything with hot Rafin in terms of perhaps a like a fantastical race of people or perhaps something associated with one of the gods like maybe uh, let's do a nature like, like, you know almost like a like a like a mythical people uh really, are okay. these the so little nature or legend yeah, you could call this nature, or or uh, Halfred could do this role and call it ways of the weird. Right, I'll do that. Approaching the problem from opposite ends. Mm-hmm. They do nature or religion, or are they more natural than? Well, mythic? that's what you're trying to determine. That's what you're trying okay. to determine. So whichever you have a better skill at. I have I have a plus two in religion, so. I, I got a seven in Ways of the Weird. There you go. I have a four plus two, so six. Uh, yeah, you're both absolutely positive that there's no tales of little fur-covered covered people who live underground. You've okay. never heard of such things. There are tales of like people who live underground, but right, there's yeah. you know, like dwarves 
and there's like slimy mm-hmm. golem like people and there's uh you know something like fairies or elves or whatever you're you would call them mm-hmm. but these are more like somewhere between like I almost want to say between a human and an orangutan, but you've never seen an orangutan. Interesting. So he, so Alfred just says very primitive. Mm-hmm. What what creatures are these? This is not this is not something of the gods. Nothing that the tales of the uh, of the ancients tell. Perhaps we've traveled into yet another realm, uh, not known to anyone yet. Yeah. Or he maybe- looks down at. The- Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you mind? Yeah. I, and then Drake says, or maybe this is a collection of many worlds. You're a strange <laughs> dude, Drake. <laughs> Don't I know it. Alfred <laughs> looks at the water and the fish and everything, and he says, this is, this is clean. This feels different. Uh, Drake looks to Hot and says, um, you're the source of the way. Is it still strong in you, or does it has it dissipated? Uh, Jal pointed us in this direction. He would not s- set us astray. Clearly, he sent us this way for a reason. I don't think you understand my meaning. I mean, is your sense of the way is it still pointing this way? And he points to like the like if there's if we're going if we came in the one at the entrance and an exit going that way. He points that way. Gotcha. Yeah. uh, According to the little diagram that glowed on the ground after he drew his compass, Mm -hmm. you're probably where the flower is. Okay. The plant of Litna is here. This is where we should be. I want you to remember Jesse that you have a, you were holding a plus one from the previous episode that I just remembered. Yes, I have. I have Beal's blessing. Yes, you do. To use yeah. anytime you want. I'm probably gonna hold on to that only because I got it. He, Beal is like the god of war, of like conflict. So I was gonna kind of. It made narrative sense to use it in more of that aspect. Oh yeah, I just want to remind you, it's there. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So if you say that the flower is here, then Halford just starts looking around for the flower. <laughs> It's, what what does it look like? What are what are we looking for? Uh, it is it is it is budding and grand and uh and and bright in color, that of a that of a new baby. It felt it felt pink and alive and fresh and in stark contrast to the darkness that surrounded it. And he didn't see a flower. If you guys were watching, there is a pink a pink glow that appeared on the perimeter. But what he felt inside was a flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, I, I just start looking around. He's got the torch out in front of him. He's looking all out on the ground, looking for some whatever. See what he can find. Yeah. Anybody else doing anything? And Alfred's not finding anything. There's the little fish are darting away from the light, and uh, yeah. the moss is reflecting. Hodrafen's just going to kind of start to wade into the water. Very, very casually, slowly, almost <coughs> like baptismally. Mm-hmm. There's a gentle slope. Uh, you can you can go in as far as you want. You will get to a point where it's up to your neck, and it yep. keeps on gently sloping down. 
So did you say the moss oh. is around the cavern? Like the cavern is it like of the walls and the ceiling and stuff? Yeah, it's like growing up from the waterline up toward the ceiling. It's mostly like just above the water. First few feet above the waterline is where it grows the most dense, but it's phosphorescent. So you can kind of see, even without the torchlight, you can kind of see what's going on in here. And hot, when you uh, wade into the water, I imagine you took your backpack off and handed it to somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, you realize that uh, the water is cold here, but it's a normal kind of cold. Mm-hmm. It's not that weird, magical cold that you felt earlier. You have exited the area of evil magic. Right, yeah. And that's, I think, calming yet frustrating for him. Because he now knows we're, we're kind of like outside of the... Uh, oh, by the way, and just now when you take your shit off yeah. to hand it to Halfred... That's when you realize yeah. you're missing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he feels he feels outside of the, the reach of this creature, which is kind of not helpful in their ultimate goal. What the three of you are all dancing around, obviously, no one said it out loud. But the real yeah. fact of the matter is, if this thing wasn't at the bottom of a lake, mm-hmm. you probably would have charged in and attacked it by now. The problem is, how the hell do you fight something that's at the bottom of a lake? Exactly, yeah. That's a poser. So we either fight at the bottom of the lake or we try to get it up out of the lake. Mm-hmm. But this thing is massive. It's not like we have a whaling vessel with us. Hmm. Probably fortunate that this thing is like kind of trapped where it is in caverns deep below the ground. If it was out in the open ocean, God knows what it would do to the coastline. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to see what this thing could do. Like look what it did to the town of Burblenook. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see what it does to your coastal village. Hmm. So yeah, at that point, Hotterafin will kind of just walk to the point where it goes like over his head. Hmm. And as he does, he'll like submerge and then just like, f- like float up onto his back in the water and just like keep himself afloat there for a moment. Trying to think. I think Halford starts throwing shit like he starts pushing boulders. Like I don't see anything. <laughs> and Drake, um, I think Drake is going to use. I don't know, <laughs> Drake. I'm gonna enter monologue. I Drake, it, like the more the more they get into this cavern and stuff, he feel the more lost he feels. He feels like he's like just there's just something he's missing by even being here. Yeah, in um, fact, I think all three of you are feeling like you you missed something. You've either passed, you've gone past the thing, or you didn't see something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're all getting that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I I think if after like pitching a couple of boulders around and like kicking some sticks or whatever the fuck, he uh, he Loud looks splashes up, and echoes off the cavern walls. Yeah, he looks up to the other two, sees that hot's doing hot stuff. Um, and he just and he says and he yells out and he says, If it is not here, it must be in the cave. And he just starts stalking over towards the cave. Here maybe that these creatures collected the flower for some other purpose. If we don't like okay, I don't so you, see it. You're so trying they to circumvent you're trying to go around the outer edge of the cavern. If okay, that's possible, take- yeah. Well, at times you have to climb over some craggy rocks. At other times, it's easy to do. In general, let's call it a grace roll B3. 
Got a four. <laughs> okay, so you managed to make it over to the cave without hurting yourself. And I want to know what the other guys are doing while you're doing this. But as you get close to the cave, you hear little noises inside and they're moving away from you uh, quickly. They're scurrying away from you. They're scared of you, Alfred. You're a noisy, boisterous beast that just burst in here with a torch. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, I think he stops for a minute. While he's climbing the rocks to go over there, what did the other guys do? Hot, you just having a nice back float? No, Hot's going to unsubmerge and try to calm Halfred. And, you know, because clearly we need we need a plan of sorts. So his 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 brashness is not going to uh, go, not going to gain any favor with the gods at this moment. Okay, so you're you're saying something to him, Chill, not brother? Yet. You know, I'm 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 getting out, and I'm just kind of at this point just being like Halford, Halford, and like huh. weaving them over. What about you, Drake? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, these guys are talking about this flower, and you don't even, you know, you've got your own gods and your own myths, and you didn't see the flower. You feel like we're in the wrong place. Yeah. Um. So we ended up going in a cavern that had no water at first, and then we came into water, or? Uh, no, the water is, like, most of the time you're you're walking through at least a couple inches of water. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, when you, you first came down here through a, basically a, a river tunnel, and then you were in a large lake area where the beast was, that had lots of caverns and, and tunnels shooting off of it. So you went up one of them following Hawk's vision of a pink flower, which okay. is supposed to be up this way. Now you've come to where the flower is supposed to be, but all you found is another grotto this time with clear water outside of the influence of the, the dark magic. It seems to you like you've gone through the area of dark magic and out the other side. Okay. If Halfred is thinking about possibly trying to follow these other beings to try to see if they took the flower, Drake decides as a plan of action, hopefully, um, Let's just say he, you know, he has his own little pack and he's got like a one of those like really kind of uh, kind of crazy like knives that kind of like looks like it's got like it hooks the other way. The kind of thing, you know, and he goes to try to like stab a fish because he (laughs) actually wants to use that fish possibly if they catch up to these guys as a peace offering. Oh, that's a nice idea. Um, got any skills that you can? Oh hell this? no! Uh, let's see. It's going to be kind of hard to catch a fish on a dagger. It is. Unfortunately, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I could, poor. I could harm it with a spell, but I, I don't. Know. <laughs> Maybe that would work. I don't know. <laughs> let's call it a grace roll before. Okay. Uh, that's a five. You do actually manage to spear a fish. And, uh, oh, it's, it's one of the bigger ones, like five inches long. Nice. So, you know, Drake walks up to Hot trying to calm Halfred down, and he says, um, maybe this, as a peace offering to these beings, may gather our favor. Oh, yeah. Not a bad idea. 
thinking Drake. Okay, and by this time, Halford has made it over to the mouth of the cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you do hear they're whispering to each other way way at the back of the cave. If if Hot had co- you know had called that he you know kind of stops once he's clambered over all the rocks and you know looks back to the two of them and like you know he just stops and looks like I don't know, what do you want me to do then? <laughs> does this luminescent algae or you know whatever does it extend down into the you know you know quote-unquote hallway that Halford is at? Or is it just contained in this grotto area? Uh, the, the cave uh, mouth goes upward. And so the water very pretty quickly stops. And the moss stops, you know, maybe a meter past that point. Oh, okay. So it, it, it's basically growing off of the, the water and only mm-hmm. reaches so far past it. Uh, I was just wondering if we would still need our like torches to see down that. So yeah, once you get a meter or two into the cavern, you will need a light source. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. There's okay. little whispering sounds and then they stop when they realize Halford has come close. Mm-hmm. Now it's just the occasional drip trickle. Um, they're trying to pretend they're not here. So Drake kind of looks to Halford and puts a hand on him and he says he, Holds out the fish and says, and okay, points to the moment. cave. Yep. Drake and Hot are together near the entrance to this grotto, but Halfred has climbed around the rocks to the other side, so he's okay. pretty far from you. All right. Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna climb toward. I'm gonna climb towards him. I guess I'm gonna put the fish in the sack that I have and just climb towards. Okay. So this is gonna take you a minute. Grace roll beat four. Hot. What are you doing? I'll swim across. I'm already in the water. <laughs> Okay, uh, and that's a grace roll beat too. However, your shit will get wet. Five. Yeah, you swim across much faster than Drake climbs the rocks. Drake, <laughs> roll. I rolled a six. Yeah. Okay. So you do make it across, but Hot gets there before you, and he's wringing out his clothing on the other side. Um, Alfred, you've been standing here for like a whole minute while your buddies came and closed the distance. And you're looking and listening, and you're you're getting nothing. There's they've gone completely silent in there. I guess I wait for them. You know, I I, I trust in my brothers to um, not steer me wrong. I'm assuming that they have some sort of a plan. I don't know about the fish. I don't think right because I was climbing and like minding my own thing, right? So like I don't know about that. So he's just sort of waiting, listening. He's got the torch up. You know, he may look around in this space to see whether or not the flower is here, because now he's over here now. Um, yeah, looking around, you you see nothing that looks anything like a flower. Uh, you know, there's there's dirt, there's fish bones, there's little footprints. There's there's really not much to look at. Nothing looks remotely like a flower. By the time your buddies make it over to you. Uh, you're you're quite sure there's no flower here. Okay. Now you're all together just in front of the mouth of the little people's cave. Okay. Yeah, so so Drake will look at Halford and look at Hot and just pull out the fish and say, you know, if these beings have this flower that we seek, maybe a peace offering is the way to go. I do not disagree with that. 
It is worth a try. I could try to communicate with them as well. Drake says, um, uh, yes. Do one of you mind taking my torch so it does not look like I am threatening? Um, I'll take it. Do we want to snuff that one out for now? Save the the tinder on it? That's a good plan. He's kind of like puts it out on the dirt. Yeah. yeah. It's very dim. So if you once you put the torches out, uh, you can see for the first couple meters as you walk into the cave. But now it's too dark. There's no more moss. Oh, we'll still have we'll still have two. So Hot Raffin still has one, and Halford has one. It's just Drake doesn't anymore. Are you behind then? Drake's in front. Yes. Yeah. So Drake's a little bit in front. After walking through a, a short, like a you imagine it's kind of an entryway. You see discards and trash piled up on the sides of the cavern, fish bones. Um, and there's actually little bits of like some kind of leather. So it must be some kind of creature down here that they make leather from. Because uh, there's mm. like, like, uh, looks like, I guess you'd call it a shoe, something like a moccasin and with a hole in it that's been discarded and uh, some rags and something like a twine rope that was obviously used for a long time before it broke and was discarded. So these people do have some kind of primitive tools and they keep their garbage in, in a particular place. They don't just strew it around. There's a little bit of civilization going on here is what I'm saying. As you make it deeper yeah. into the cave, it splits out into a couple smaller caverns, but there's one of them with a light source. I imagine we're going to go look at that one. Yeah, definitely. In that cavern, as you walk in, um, there are little gasping sounds from these small furry creatures. There's about 12 of them, and they're all gathered together in a circle in the middle of this cavern. Now, you don't see what's in the middle of the circle, but it gives off a glowing golden light. And when they see you, they clump together, and they're trying to block your view of it. Hmm. They're holy of holies. They're going to put the, their bodies between you and it. They're terrified. They have no weapons, but they're trying to make themselves look as fierce. And they're, they don't look fierce at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Drake walks out uh, is, because he's an elite. He walks with his hands extended with the fish in his hand. And he just keeps saying... He just, even though they don't speak the same language, he kind of like puts it out towards them and says, eat, eat. And then he, every once in a while, he'll slowly, not sharply, he'll just kind of put his hands to his mouth, eat, eat. Okay, brains roll from everybody. Four for Hot Raffin. Five for me. Five for me. Okay, these little people are looking you up and down, and uh, I'm giving Drake a bonus because he's the one that walked forward. They're they're not responding well. They're you might imagine they're like you know children. They're like grade school age children, and you're a big scary man in a in a goalie mask that just walked into the room. <laughs> you you describe Drake uh, to a T. Yeah, you know, and he's coming toward them, making noises and and gesturing toward his mouth, 
But whether that means uh, I want you to eat this fish or I'm going to eat you like this fish is completely ambiguous. They're terrified of you. And you do notice that they're watching your feet very closely. Um, so once Drake knows that, he stops. And he kind of puts his arm, one arm out. And he kind of like looks kind of back towards Alfred and says, and hot and says, there is a trap here. We must not progress. Should I attempt to speak with them? If you can. All right. And now that you're close enough, they do have a language. They're saying words to each other, you know. I, I would like to, I don't think it's going to work. I would like to try ways of the weird, right? Because maybe these things also can be blessed by the great bear mother because we're all part of the same, you know, the, the same world, the same, he wouldn't say earth, right? But same, same thing. What are you trying to do? So he, I guess, probably holds the torch down, right? So it's not like, an intimidating sort of like, and he just says, I think he just says friend. Like maybe that's a universal kind of, right? So like if they understand the language, they would understand it, right? So he says, we we are friends. We seek the flower. Are you using any magic? Oh yeah, it would be magic. Yeah, we're, we're it would be ways of the weird. He, he's trying to tap into that primal universal language. To see if, if these things, he doesn't think they're animals, but people as well as animals sort of can understand this language. So he's, you know, taking a shot in the dark to see if maybe one of these things would also respond. What does it look like? Um, what does it look and is like? it about is it about speaking or is it about like emanating energy of some kind or doing some physical action? I guess it could be. So I guess maybe he you know, tries to make himself smaller, right? So, like, maybe he kind of, like, crouches down. You know, he's got a, got the torch behind him. Um, you know, he speaks in, like, soothing tones. You know, tries to level himself out a little bit. <laughs> he's been pretty pretty way up, right? So he, he, you know, tries to speak in soothing tones. He says, you know, we're, we are friends. We seek the flower. You know, the great bear mother has told us that this is the way like not that they would get any of that but really he's trying to be very sort of like even toned and and you know sort of projecting calm right in the way that he speaks all right go ahead and give me that roll hot that are you coming fuck. are you coming in with the rest with the other two guys or are you kind of staying back oh no he's kind of he's probably behind halfred but he's still approached with them, but he is kind of in the back of the pack. Okay, but you all three now are officially in this little chamber? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so now that you're all closer to them, you can see they're not only looking at your feet, they're looking at the ground behind you. Brains roll again. Uh, I got a six. Yeah, you offered. Yeah, it's... It's Alfred who really figured I was going to give you a plus one, but you didn't need it. Um, they're looking to see if there's any pink tendrils trailing off you fuckers. <laughs> gotcha. So when, so I get, so I got a five on the other roll 
to 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 do the speaking. So when he realizes that, he says, you know, we seek to destroy the creature. You know, we are not controlled by the by the evil. You know, and he, and he kind of like pitches that in such a way of like like dirtiness or like you know, yeah, like that's like yeah, that's there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you rolled a five. Yeah, my my uh, ways of the word was five. One of the little people looks like maybe an elderly one, although they're so wrinkled and weird looking, it's hard to tell. But he tentatively steps for you forward with one hand. He wants to touch you. Are you going to let him? Yes. Okay, they only have three fingers uh, and three fat, stubby fingers. He touches your arm and then he touches your shoulder and he's looking at your face. He touches your face just a couple times around your face. He turns to the rest. You, you realize this guy's blind. He turns to the rest and he makes a sound. And they all step back. And when they step back, the thing they've been covering and guarding releases its glow to illuminate the walls, which you see are covered in paintings. Ornate, complex, multicolored cave paintings. Symbols that you don't understand and lines and and twisting labyrinthine shapes it it may be a map it may be a story you don't know what it is but it's recorded all around the walls of this room and the thing in the center of the room is a flower it is a pink flower surrounded by a glowing golden light it's almost as bright as a torch the little guy has just convinced the rest of them that you guys are okay and now he points up at the walls and he nods his head he wants to show you yeah, I mean, I would step forward and, like, as he stands, like, he makes it a point of, like, picking up his feet and kind of, like, shaking it and putting it down and then picking the other one up and shaking it and putting it down so they can see. Very like, good. Like, he can't see, but so that the other ones can see that there's no... Very good. That, re- that relaxes them. What's that? It said, it's an odd dance that you do, Halford. <laughs> no, they... Now you they, guys can they, all see... Say so they think that they they looked at our feet not because of a trap, but they wish to see that we are not controlled by the creature. Ah, so its reach does come down here then. It must indeed. Now, the little guy is he's starting to talk. You can't understand a single thing he's saying. And he's like showing you and he's moving in order around the so apparently there's a narrative mm. to this picture. Um, can we pick anything out? <laughs> Does it tell the tale of the three adventurers who come to take the pink flower to destroy the creature? <laughs> right. So, like, we, okay, are we that, taking a, a good close look? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Halford Hal, would follow him, right? Like, he. So, in Halford's mind, it understands what he's saying, right? He's showing them that we're not connected to the creature. So then he would try to, because the gods clearly led us here, that like this must mean something, right? So Halford would try to intuit if he could, you know what what this what this is. But he would be mm. thinking more that that either Drake or or Hot would have a better idea. Yeah, I mean Hot Ruffin's definitely definitely into these. Uh, you know, especially he's thinking of them as, you know, another, another branch 
on you know the same existence so they're probably he's trying to see if these are like stories of the gods but told from like their point of view and if there's any correlation with symbols or or any or a theme that he can see okay brains rolls all around i don't really think there's anything you can add here i got a Four. five i got a six nice so, yeah, so Hot, you're you're looking toward the beginning of the story, and uh, you see what looks like little flowers growing up out of the ground, and these little people are jumping out of the flowers, and then there's all sorts of sh- you don't understand, and lots of lines going off in different directions with different symbols like placed at the end of each line, but then the, the pictures seem to like blur over each other, like like that's a story, but it ends after the next story has already started there like there isn't enough space on the wall for all these stories so they kind of cram into each other it's hard to tell exactly where the the creation story stops and some war story begins there's uh halfred is looking at sort of the middle section where the old guy is pointing right now and that looks like lots of little maps squirrely lines going off with flowers in some of them and red splotches in some of them and black splotches in other ones and there's lots of what you think must be words written next to a lot it's, it's like a map of some kind maybe the underground tunnels but it's drake who notices the most interesting part near the end of the story uh there's a large purplish blue shaped i, I can only describe it as a, a vulva it looks like a vulva in blue ink and pink tentacles radiate out from it with little humanoid figures at the ends of some of them. Some of these humanoid figures are falling down like they're dead. Some of these humanoid figures, the line that connects them to the blue shape has been smeared out. This looks like people who were controlled by the thing and either died or were killed, but there are others who are still alive. These pink tendrils coming off to you know from a central point to touch these other humanoid figures this to you looks exactly like the puppeteer thing that you've seen and it's the end of the story it's the last part yeah so drake drake is probably going to convey you know what he sees you know um you don't know what the flowers mean but there's lots of these little flowers wherever something wherever there's a flower all of you notice wherever there's a flower that's that seems like good things. There's like pictures of people who are standing upright and fishes and food. And then when, when there's no flowers, you see dead people and pink tendrils. Yeah. And black lines that go nowhere. Yeah. And that's kind of what Drake was thinking. Actually, Drake was thinking like where this monster is death, this flower is life. And he kind of conveys that to you know, to Halfred and Hot, and he's like, no wonder these beings do not want this to fall into anyone else's hands, because if this is the last, then what happens when this is extinguished? The little guy has now come to the part that Drake's talking about, and he's nodding at Drake, like whatever Drake is saying makes is true. He's pointing at the same stuff Drake's pointing at. He's making violent little cutting gestures with his hand. So 
Hardrafen will take out his coal pot and he'll, you know, dip his finger into it and draw like a crude fisherman. So basically like a guy, like a stick figure with a pole. When you when your finger comes near the wall, they want to stop you. They don't want you to touch the sacred painting. <sighs> Do it on the ground. And this is like, yeah, like whip his head down and then like drop to the ground and start to draw on the ground. <laughs> so he'll, They're okay so with he'll that. draw, yeah. So he'll draw, draw a crude fisherman, right, with like the the fishing pole and like a, a thing with a little hook, and then draw, like, do his best representation of the creature that they have drawn on the wall. Mm-hmm. So like, try to copy that. And he'll basically point and he'll draw two other figures with the fishermen. So he'll point to the three fishermen and to the three figures, point to the three of us and then point like tap on the thing. And he's basically want to be like, how, like, like, how do we like fish for this? And he'll, he'll like, I'm going to call this a charm roll. Sure. Yeah. Beat a four. That's a five. Five, two, two. Hot's a charming booger. <sighs> I, I mean, I was, I was already charmed. <laughs> I was already charmed by him, so. <laughs> Need no roll for me. Uh, the little old one watches you carefully and nods and grunts a couple times. And he looks like he's thinking. And then he walks over to the wall map and he points out that underneath the blue vulvaic <laughs> shape, there's like a, a straight line that's also blue. Mm-hmm. And then underneath that is like a big black splotch. It didn't even try for any recognition of shape or form on it, like a black amoeboid thing. And he shows from, the, he draws a line with his finger from the black, not really, but you know, he moves yeah. from the black shape up through the blue line. And then he points emphatically at the, at the creature. And he keeps on doing that. He wants to call your attention to the blue line in the middle. Uh, mm. Every time he comes up from the blue line, he points that way. That's the way you came from. Mm-hmm. Every time he crosses the blue line, he goes like this. Like this. So that's mark that. It comes up right here, and then there it is. It came from beyond the blue line. It comes mm. from blackness. Brains roll for everybody. Ooh, six. You got a five. Also got a five. Okay, so Halfred and Drake, you're you're getting this narrative. You realize they're telling you this thing came from another world or another place or down below. And it passed through some kind of barrier represented by the blue line, and now it's here. And that's that's what you're getting from this narrative. But ha, you're you're getting something else. You realize they're talking about another world, not just the, the cavern below the thing. But you also notice those little black serpentine lines. There's one that comes straight below where the creature is. And there is another smaller oval-like shape. It's also blue, um, but it doesn't have tendrils. It doesn't have dead people. And it's underneath the other one. Hmm. There is those black serpentine lines represent mm-hmm. a map of the cavern system. Mm-hmm. And there's something a small blue oval underneath the creature that can be reached through that tunnel there. 
one experience point for everybody for meeting these little creatures who they refer to themselves occasionally and slap their chests. They're called the Grig. Uh, I don't think it was the old Grig's intention to show you the way. It's just that while looking at the map, Hot is starting to figure it out. And he goes, oh, it looks like there's another chamber beneath the creature that you can reach through this tunnel right here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he will say, it's like, I, I believe that uh, there is a way that we could get underneath the beast to, to meet it on its own ground. I think, I think this is the way. I think this is how we can do it. Is the flower the key or was the flower... And he just kind of like waves his hand around the room with the creatures yes, and the yes, fact that yes. like this is the focal point. Like the flower is the is the 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 light, the 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 safe area, the 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 uh, the space outside the reach of this monster. Can we can we take a cutting? Can we plant this in the other chamber? Will it drive back this creature? I would be hesitant to I we can ask, but I believe this is probably going to be a sacred relic. I do not they know. They didn't even they want would... you touching the walls in Right, exactly. That's where he's going from. Hmm. Can I Plus, attempt I to think ask? More, I think this is more a a, a an effect of this uh the, the growth uh, uh a symbol. I I do not think that this is. You know what? Hot, the you have the the religion skill, and you got a six on the brains roll a minute ago. Right. I mean, I probably don't have to tell you, but I'll tell you because Hot recognized it in these words. This is their religion. This flower is like their Jesus or something. It, oh this yeah, is, this is their temple. You're standing in. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. This. Uh, I don't think that this would uh, this would assist us at all. The gods are fickle. They've led us to the way. It's, is it now that you finally come? <laughs> yes, they tell us uh, one thing and mean yet something else. Yeah, being dragged yeah, while underground by a pink tentacle from another dimension has a way of changing a man. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you think that the bear mother would feel if you took the blessing of another god? Oh, by the way, now they've kind of relaxed around you. They don't understand your language or anything. But one of the smaller ones comes up and points at the fish. Like, can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> and Drake like pulls it back and puts it in his pocket. No, he uh he'll he'll yeah, he'll gingerly like give it to the small ish being okay. and they'll pull out some knives. They do they do have some like flint knives, not big. Not much use against a monster, but enough to carve up a fish. So they're doing that. And actually, there's some baskets. One of them goes out and brings back in. They'll share their food with you if you're hungry. Now that they know you're not part of the, the monster, uh, they've relaxed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, they're still a little bit wary of Halfred because he's... Right. Yeah, I, I know. Um, no, he'll... he'll... He'll just kind of uh, hard off and he'll look around and just be like, I think we need to make haste. I don't think that we have time to, to, if we want to come back here, yes, but the blood flows and we must move. That's true. Who knows the time that we have what other towns it may have reached point. 
The bear looks, the bear mother looks upon us. Bill's blessing weighs heavily. I believe in your sight. We shall follow you. Down the serpentine cavern? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So mechanically, or has enough time passed that we are no longer blessed or are we still blessed by the great bear mother? Oh, it, um, it's been less than an hour since then. I think you still feel the, you still feel like you're, everyone but Drake feels like you're on the right course. Okay. Alfred, you know for a fact that the protection is still with you. And okay. as okay. you guys, as you guys go down the serpentine quarter, again, there's a lot of twisting and whining and the little people will not come with you. They, uh, they look a little bit scared. They look like they're warning you, but they let you go. After a ways of traversing this narrow hallway, you come out into an icy cavern. You've gone down 10 or 20 meters. It's colder and colder as you get there. You realize you're walking back into the region of evil magic. You can feel it pressing on you. It feels oppressive. The air is getting colder and there's a strange otherworldly tinge to the feelings of everything here. An ice cavern opens up before you. And in the ceiling of the ice cavern is a large vulva-shaped hole with blackness deeper than blackness on the other side. It's mm. a, it looks like a portal, a gateway made of ice. It is radiating evil magic and the hole in the center fucking void and about how far up is it about 30 feet above you stalagmites and stalactites of blue shimmering ice everywhere freezing cold so is it is the portal iced over or is it an actual hole it's an act it looks like an actual hole but looking through it you see nothing yeah yeah, yeah. so halford says this must be the place then where the evil comes from. Sir, um, sir, like a, like a chunk of ice or a rock or anything nearby. Lots of them. All right, I'm gonna grab one and try to toss it up into the hole. Grace roll. Got any acrobatics or anything like that? Nothing, but I did get a six. You toss your rock up. It hits where the hole would be, but instead of disappearing through the hole, mm -hmm. it is it rebounds back with greater force than you threw it in the first place. Mm. Uh, it doesn't strike anyone, but if it had hit you, it would hurt. It, it bounces off, and you feel a psychic shock. You just made something very angry. Oh, good. And now you begin to feel the walls rumbling around you. Mm. You just woke up something. <laughs> did did Hot tell us about the other blue shape? Well, this is this is it. <laughs> Let's say he did oh, while you were walking down here. Yeah. I mean, so do we interpret then this space as that shape, or are we looking for something? Uh, if hot if hot's brain roll serves, uh, you are now somewhere around the bottom of the lake and directly above it, uh, directly above you. So where you were before, with the center of the lake, is above your heads, and the the bubbling, the movement in the water that you'd seen previously, mm -hmm. may have been something coming in or out of this 
hole in space, which you're now looking at from the bottom side. Okay, okay, yep. And yes, it is non-Euclidean, and your brain is having a hard time figuring out how that works. <laughs> I have an idea. Do it! <sighs> I tell you. So, <laughs> uh, Drake is going to do exactly what just happened. He's just going to blow out a big sigh like I just did. <laughs> and um, he's going to say to himself, but out loud, so Halfred and Hod can actually hear him. He's going to say, I don't know if this will work. This may be a bad idea. And um, he decides that he's going to try to use his healing. He believes that this black uh, void is a, like a ripple in, like a cut in time or a cut in space. And he's going to try to use uh -huh. his healing to close it. Oh my God, it's huge. This is going to be like beat a nine. Yeah, well, hey, he said it was probably not going to be a great idea, so. Okay, uh, it's an eight, actually. Okay. What does I it look like? You. What are you doing? Uh, okay, I'll say what I'm doing before I do it. So he is going to, this is going to be more of a flourish than anything he's ever done, and he's going to take his hand and use his hand like a paintbrush, but like, almost like, a big like space he's got pretty big hands so his hands are like unusually spaced out and he is going to take the use the whole room to basically make the outline of this beast from where you can see from above him like the vulva and the void and and he's gonna paint also paint it with all the color too so he's gonna do the blue he's gonna do the black he's gonna take some white and kind of speckle the void because he like believes that it's like maybe a universe or something like that. And then what he's going to do is he's going to um, take his hands and he's going to hit them really hard and like alight them with some kind of white light. And then what he's going to do is he's going to take his hands and he's going to take that void and he's going to try to seal it with his hands to push it as close as he can to close that with as much might as he can. All right, make that roll, baby. You're trying yeah. to beat an eight. It is a nine. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to figure out. I was like, what's my bonus? Yep, that's a nine. Okay. Drake slaps. Uh, where, where's Jesse? Jesse, get back in here. <laughs> He's still listening. He's just outside. Is he? Okay. <laughs> Letting the dog out. Okay, so Drake slaps his hands together. The ice portal actually slams shut. The walls are trembling and big stalagmites begin falling from the ceiling. You're going to have to dodge these fuckers in a minute. Drake, you may have just closed it. The question is, have you closed it for good? Because the whole place is now shaking like a fucking earthquake and big jagged shards of ice are starting to fall Everybody make a grace roll. We're trying to beat a four. Can I add my athletics? Yes. I have six. Ooh, six. He's kind of, Drake is concentrating so much on what is happening that he rolled a two. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, that makes perfect sense. The thing slams shut. The walls are shaking. A stalactite falls from the ceiling. Drake, it hits you. It hits you in the back. I guess you're kind of bent over. So it hits you in the back. You're taking one point of might damage. It, oh. it goes pretty deep. You've just been stabbed by like an ice uh, spear. Yeah. Would would the protection of the bear mother assist him? In- Thank you. You were not stabbed <laughs> oh, yeah. by an ice spear. Yeah. Instead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jag- no. you guys are watching as a jagged point of ice falls directly toward Drake's back. And it, it bounces off of him like he was made of rubber. Doesn't <laughs> harm him at all. Thank you very when much. It, when it starts to hit, uh, Drake shimmers in gold, and you just see the form of a bear kind of like raise up over him. I love it. I love it. Now, Drake, are you a believer yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just say that when it happens, he he's not shocked, but he smiles. He's just kind of like, you know, he's he's not he's never been. He's never been protected, so he's it's it's an un, it's a welcome and weird feeling. It is indeed. The walls are shaking. You guys are dodging falling uh, bits of ice. Um, I've got some bad news for you. That crack in the ceiling is trying to force its way opening. It looks like it's struggling. It's trying to force its way opening. Drake, you didn't heal it completely, but you do get an experience point. Everybody, um, what's your move? Drake, can you can you do it again? Can we help? Yes, he says, but I'm going to need I'm gonna I'm going to need you immobile and connected to me. It, it will be done. You can feel this wound like slowly tearing open. Hot. <sighs> yes, yes. <laughs> and if I like and just put his arms out like frustratingly <laughs> all right so you all link arms uh drake you've got one hand to work with i'm not going to penalize you for that everybody's touching now i think we call this a help roll for halfred unless you have something that, do you have like sending or transfer you could literally send magic energy into drake well i but was thinking you've got a plus one that you've been holding on to now might be the moment to call upon it <laughs> yeah I'm I'm wondering if this is the time where we kick in the blessing magic. We talked about it in emails for as like bumping up another um it, I mean this one isn't schools, but the, the you know the blessing of the bear mothers, you know, instead of protection, that this mm-hmm. then transfers into uh assisting protecting the target against evil must fortune. Well, I don't know if that's really yeah, I don't. I don't know you if got, that's really you got ways of the word. And what was your other one? The other one was protecting. Oh yeah, yeah. but I was thinking about yeah, blessing, right? Well, this is trying a skill that you don't have, right? Mm. So you'd you'd get your ways of the word at a neg one because you're outside okay. your specialty. Okay, all right, we'll do that. You try it. Okay, so you uh, do that. You've got a neg one. Six your total. Adjusted total is six. That's going to give a pl- okay one experience point for you. Uh, you, the bear goddess wants you to do this. She's in fact been guiding you here subtly the whole time. You feel the energy channeled from her into you, and you pass it down the line to Hot. Hot, you're going to use that plus one right now. Call upon your deity. Yeah. So I actually, I'm, uh, I'm gonna 
do I want to think? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's hot. I think hot might be in a similar boat. He's trying to more so bolster Drake than anything. Cause Drake seems to, to feel like he knows what he's doing. Well, so he's, he's more so trying to, to, you know, send his energies, his, his, uh, his, like use himself as like a divining rod into Drake. Right. Almost. Okay. And, and so you're, you're another magical arts user. Is that right? What arts do you have? Yes. I don't have your sheet. Um, I have divination and enhancing. Well, enhancing. Oh, enhancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and make a roll. You're not using the plus one. So just roll as high as you can. Let me know what you get. All right. That is six plus two, eight. Nice. You were there. That's another plus one. Now it's a plus two for Drake. Drake, you cast this spell, and you beat eight last time, and it was enough to sort of mostly heal it. You want to take care of this fucker for good, you're going to have to beat a nine. But you got a plus two in magical power coming from your buddies right now. Okay. So it's a plus five total. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yep. Yeah. Make it happen, Drake. <laughs> That's an eleven total. Oh, <laughs> the shark lands his head. That's like steel shot. The blue uh, uh, light. There's like a shrieking psychic. Ooh, can I, can I can I describe how it happens first? I want you to. Yes. Okay. I was assuming you were doing the hand slap again. Uh, actually, we're going to do it a little differently this time. So with mm. their help, what's going to happen is they're going to have both. They're going to have one arm actually each on my shoulder. Okay. And then I'm going to do the same thing with my arms doing the doing the shapes and stuff like that. But then when, when it comes to the clasping, I'm using both of my hands. They're using their other hands and we're kind of shutting it together. as. A, and you as a feel the power from their hands coming into yours and through as yes. you make that final roll, slap everybody's hands together. The the wound in the ceiling slams shut. You don't see a crack. The blue light fades. You feel that psychic scream again, but you hear it trailing off into the distance above, above, above you, off into space. And everything has stopped trembling. Gentlemen, I think you've done it. That's much bigger than one foe. Five experience points each, end of session. Because getting out of here is just a matter of retracing your steps back. Mm-hmm. Halford yells and he just like slaps Drake on the shoulder <laughs> and like stagger, staggers him a bit. He goes, you've done it! <laughs> um, oh, and one other XP for Drake for casting the spell itself. There nice. You go. nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Hadrafinal actually like grasped Drake on the shoulder. And be like, I certainly am glad that they did not kill you when we raided your village. <laughs> I knew that the gods had something in plan for you. Now, as you guys are working your way back, I you could probably hang out and party with the Grig for a little bit. Um, and then you work your way back up to the, the village of Burblenook, where you find that there's nobody left alive. The village is actually a complete fucking ghost town. They've all been long ago killed. Uh, so that's the end of the village of Burble Nook. By the way, if you feel like raiding the town, 
the apothecary, apothecary <laughs> the the in the market, mm-hmm. all of these goods and and potions and and weapons and food, they're all sitting there for the taking. Well, we're going to need to stock up for that later. You guys can fucking stock up. I will, if you want it, if you want to raid the apothecary shop, I'll make a list later because I actually do have it on the other machine. Um, I, I think maybe all this is potions. our new base of operations. <laughs> <laughs> this is our town now. <laughs> That's cool. I want to be known for cool. great deeds. What's what's a better thing than having our own town at the edge of the wilderness well, after we've yes. just defeated the... Thorpe. Yeah. So you're going to need a base of operations because you still haven't found PQ Bloterobin. Right. But you have come to one realization while talking. You know, it took hours to get back to the surface again. And you know that you didn't kill the thing. You just closed the gateway. Yeah. It might come back one day. We'll be ready? Question, <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Love it. Very well done, you guys. Thank you so much. That was that fucking was awesome. cool. That was fun. <laughs> Very cool. Technical Kurt difficulties for the win. and everything. <laughs> Luckily. Cool. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up then. So I want to thank everybody for checking it out. Uh, we have a Patreon up uh, if you would like to support us that way. I would prefer if you enjoy the games that we run here. Todd runs a lot of games. Support Todd instead. We will record for Spite probably anyway. Uh, but ratings and reviews on iTunes or whatever your podcatcher of choice is, super helpful. Bumps us up in the algorithms. Um, download early, download often. I don't know if that's a thing. Anyway, thanks for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.